Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Guys, we have a special guest. Sorry we're running late. It's on me. This is not because of our guests. We have, we have the number one uh, women's Euro handicapper on earth. Uh, Andy Molitor joining us for today's podcast where we break down the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Andy, congrats on all the success in Women's Euro. Uh, sorry that there's only one game left and not two, but uh, how are you feeling today? Good. I'm going to, I don't know if we're actually going to do a whole podcast about it. Maybe I'll do a brown bag about it, but I'm definitely going to start flipping over to World Cup soon. Ooh. We're going to dig into some, there's so many places that have it up on like the main menu. Where it's like football, basketball, hockey, World Cup. I'm like, it's July. What are we doing? So I, I think they've somehow pounded into my brain that I'm behind on the World Cup. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get caught up and do a little figuring. I'm gonna talk to some people I know, see what we think, and kind of follow the same process I do for every international tournament. Just do some digging and get some God, I love some futures because honestly, after I have a separate tab on my spreadsheet for future bets. Or anything mm-hmm. that I bet that isn't gonna, you know, be settled today. Even something yep. I'd bet for the well, like golf, golf, you know, golf full tournament matchups. Or like who's gonna so, be the next James Bond or something. The next James Bond is on the spreadsheet too. It doesn't have a settled <laughs> date though. But uh the next after the Euros are done on Sunday, then one that's settling next is uh US Open futures for me. That's in like September. So oh, for, there's for a, tennis, yeah. Yeah, there's a definite gap. I have I might have a Polish girl at about six. Who'd to you one. bet? Oh, Iga. Oh, nice. Six to it one was, for Iga. It was a Man. parlay. It was Joker to win the Wimbledon with her. Beautiful. To win. So Beautiful. Took care of half that. And yes, it is the, the the pending tab is starting to get a little thicker as I add more football stuff. I talked about that. I found a Justin Jefferson twenty-five to one. They didn't take very much on it for but, OPOI. Uh, OPOY, I think just based on where he's sitting in the market for, you know, most yards. And it it is always like, hey, who is the best non-quarterback? And I I really struggle to see some of the real top running backs to get to the spots where they'd need to be to win that. So it's going to be a receiver, I believe. And it wouldn't surprise me if Cooper Cup just did it again. But there are two or three receivers that I think have a decent shot to sneak into that spot. And we talked about Minnesota already. If they do open up the offense, he is maybe your wide receiver one uh, when it comes to like fantasy points and bullshit like that. So I think that might get him an award this year. See, like that one a lot. I like bets like that because you're not even really taking a position. You're you are effectively correcting the market. Like that's a market correcting bet. There's no way Jefferson should have been twenty five to one, but also be the expected leader in, in receiving yards yeah he's like co-leader no, for yeah. Or yeah he's like the co-favorite to be the yards leader so yeah one of those prices of is stuff. wrong <laughs> one of the and i think you got the you were on the right side of that uh which is uh yeah those those are my absolutely my favorite ways to uh and we, we did say that like uh get down not this friday with smart people but next friday with smart people we are going to dig into all the award markets. I think we're going to have a very fun show. I talked about a little in the deep den, deep dive discord, talked about some, uh, uh, you know, like, Hey, we're going to say 
I'm going to set some criteria for each award based on who's okay. won it the last five, 10 years. Then you okay. and the guest can kind of nitpick that and say, here's a guy maybe that's outside of that that could, and we'll come up with some takes and maybe make a few bets right there on that podcast. But yeah, today we're going to do two more teams and finish up the NFC East with everybody's darling that isn't the Lions and America's team, Jarrah's team. A uh, team that uh, won the division last year, team that won like twelve games last year, uh, a oh, team wow. that didn't win any playoff games. So it's been a bit. So let's um, talk Eagles. Let's start with these Eagles. Who this kind of escaped my brain. I had forgotten how poorly they started the season. Like I, I remembered the end. I remember the. I remember them getting. Jeez, you're right. Two and five. Two and five to start the season. They Some bad won. losses in there too. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like people talk about, uh, they beat some bad teams. Well, every every team with a lot of wins beats some bad teams. You have to beat bad teams if you want to bump your schedule or bump your win total up enough to get to the point where you are in the playoffs. And they did that. They were a six point five in the regular season wins. They were not expected to do much. They were like, I think they were like four eleven and one the year before. Yeah. So they had, uh, and you had the weirdness. If we want to go back to twenty twenty, you had the weirdness where people are like, "Is the coach just gonna quit? Like he doesn't seem to get along with the front office. Are we just gonna run into a weird spot here?" And it was, it felt more like a divorce than anything. Well, it was the Wentz curdle, milk curdling that really. Yeah, that didn't unwound yeah, that, that team. Didn't, it's funny he's back in the division, guys. But I, I, I think that probably was for the best. I liked the coach. I like what we did. It took a little bit of time to get things figured out, especially on the defensive side of things. And they were still missing pieces. And you know, shit kind of came together. And something I do love about any team that is able to find an identity is when a team does find an identity and says, like, "Hey, guess what? Our roster is really good at." X let's do X really well, especially when game state slash the other teams formations and scheme calls for us to use X. And with them, it was running the damn ball, which is not very 2021 or 2022, but again, we aren't ever going to be anti running the ball. We're anti running the ball at stupid times in stupid positions with stupid, uh, play sequencing so the eagles made it work and then they got to the playoffs you want to talk about the playoff game because i remember no 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 no. let's go back to let's go let's go i like i like the way you set that up but i want to go back um you're absolutely right this was expect this team was expected to come in fourth in the in the nfc east last year they were the they were the expected bottom dwellers and you're absolutely right that through through seven weeks, they were two and five. Through nine weeks, they were three and six. And they literally had beaten only the crap teams on their schedule. They beat the Lions, Panthers, and Falcons. And they lost to every team that they faced with the Pulse. And some of the losses were pretty demoralizing. Like the Cowboys lost 41 to 21. That was it never felt close. Um, ultimately, the uh, you know the losses started getting a little bit more. You can build. We can build on this. Right, like the Thursday night loss to the uh, Buccaneers, where although even that one, that one sticks in my craw because I bet I laid the points with the Bucks in that game, and the Bucks had basically kneeled on the goal line. You remember that? Yeah. 
uh, and they so that one was one where the margin really didn't re reflect the uh, the actual win probability. So, uh, but that said, uh, they turned it around and they won what one two three six out of eight down the stretch. Really solid finish. But when you again you look at who they beat, they beat up on the teams they should have beat. They beat the Jets, Giants, Washington twice. Um, you know, and so it's like it. There's not actually a good win on this schedule, is there? What's the best not, win on this schedule? On, I mean, not really. Like the the carrot. Let's go go through them. Like the Falcons turned out to be a pretty bad team, but I mean, I'm gonna give them that. Like that was a thrashing. You can't say like it's a bad win just because it was a bad team. If you pound them like it was that, an ass kicking, yeah, it was an. I ass mean, kicking. a good ass kicking was fine, but uh, the Carolina game, I'm. Uh, the silver lining there was on the road. Any road win is not bad, but again, it wasn't an impressive win. The Lions game, I'll go back to point one. It was at least it was an ass kicking. Like, yeah, that's sure. something. Um, <laughs> the, the the Broncos game. At I mean, least we, it was an ass know, kicking. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, at least it was an ass kicking. The Saints one, I believe, was in the midst Jason of a spot. Hill. I believe no, it was Trevor Simeon. That was a Trevor, Trevor Simeon game. So, oh, you're right. Anything if you gave up 29 points to Trevor Simeon, I'm going to call that not a great win. The Jets, that is probably not going to be a great win. You oh want to guess God. who the quarterback was in that one? Was it was it uh, Mike White, or was it Wilson? I want you to guess both quarterbacks. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, oh, you mean the Eagles didn't have Hurts in that? That was that was a Minshew game. A Minshew versus Flacco or something. No, it was it was it was, oh. it was Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson Zach actually Wilson. didn't play. Zach Wilson versus horribly, Minshew. Okay. That was okay. that was Minshew played very well in that game. He was twenty to twenty five. Oh, they so they didn't beat a, they didn't they didn't even beat a league average quarterback last year. No, I'm, I mean I'm trying to find and again then Washington, New York, Washington, the Dallas or the Dallas game you can kind of toss out. They they punted on that one since I don't think they could move any positioning. And then the Tampa playoff losses. Okay. Can prop that score in the playoffs is probably not indicative of how Dude. bad that if you go go so it was it was 31 to 15, but it was 31 nothing at one point. Like that game was well out of hands by the yeah. time we got midway. I mean, midway through the second quarter, it was 17 nothing and at that point, it might have well have been 71 nothing. It was just nothing was getting going. Hertz was pretty rough. The things they were trying to do that were working during the season weren't working because it was just too good of a defense. Well, okay. Well, let, let me let me let me point point on what was working though. What was working and the games that playing I watched for the Eagles. Well, not just playing bad teams, but getting a lead and then you you know and then exactly what you said. They had a great offensive line. They had a great run scheme. They would get a lead, and they would put those leads away on the strength of their trenches. And they did it against every bad team they faced, but they did not beat an elite quarterback. Uh, the closest they came was 27-24 against Herbert, I guess. Um, yeah, I was going to say, Johnny, they, they lost that game to the Chargers. There was That one, actually, I, I'll give them more credit for that Chargers loss. Then yeah. maybe maybe it some of their wins. Like, too. They they I'm, I know, but they played a, a good team with a good quarterback close. They scored twenty four there, but yeah, that was a. They lost to the teams that were better than them that had good offenses. They, you know, obviously, like what are you going to do? That they played the Niners, Cowboys, and Chiefs right in a row after beating the Falcons. Yeah. It's a rough stretch. It was yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a crazy hard schedule. 
In fact, it was probably, if you look at it um, based on last year, it actually was an easy schedule. That was a big part of it, but uh, they were mm-hmm. coming in with new coach, new quarterback, new scheme, yeah. new defensive scheme. So all in all, it was a really good outcome, honestly, for, uh, you know, it depends on how you look at it. Like, I, again, I, I like teams to just tank if they're, if they don't have a legitimate chance of winning in the playoffs, but for fans of the team, I think they were probably surprised and happy with that win streak. It got the, a little excitement around it. And you know, maybe I, I still doesn't, I talked to noobs about it this morning on Broadbag. The city of Philly is not rallying around Jalen hurts quite yet. There's well, a, he, he yeah, says the, I get why. the talk radio, the talk radio buzz is like, it's just never going to happen with this kid. We're, it's, it's not enough. Like we're just getting stuck in this middle of the pack and, Kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. So I bet against them aggressively uh, when it came to that Tampa Bay playoff game. That was about as bad a spot as you possibly could have crafted for a young quarterback making his first ever start, going up against the defending champs and Tom Brady on the road. Like that's that's kind of a nightmare. But the at the same time, line, that coach, that quarterback, yeah, everything. everything, every, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The scheme you were up against, every single aspect of it didn't fit. It wasn't good. That was a disaster. Um, the good thing is, that's why you want to. If you're a middling team like they were last year, or like a, our high upside is maybe we make the playoffs. Why you go for it is to get that one out of the way, right? Like, presumably, you've gotten Hurts' stinker out of the way. Presumably, the next time you're in the playoffs, if you have a more favorable matchup or you're at home, even, if you win your division, um, you know, it's it's not as deer in the headlights kind of an experience. Because that's what I, that was my read on that performance from the Eagles, was very deer in the headlights. And they kind of, whole team kind of embodied the, uh, you know, Hurts' inexperience in that one. Um I guess what I would tell you is how did we go from a team that didn't beat anyone in 2021 that got absolutely exposed in their playoff matchup? How did that team become the buzzy team? All right. So let's start. <laughs> let's start. Let's start Are we with the, the, the Washington football team last year. Kind of. Let's start with the positive. So I put this improving on improvement was one of the things like because they improved greatly last year compared to where they were and uh, again the schedule is only part of the equation good teams lose to bad teams all the time go look who the jaguars beat last year the jaguars beat a very good team at one point last year Uh, you still have to go out there and execute there's not this isn't alabama citadel the difference between the best team and the worst team in the league is a lot closer than you see in other sports. So you still got to get it done. And, you know, granted we have to grain assault it because there was a lot of wins against bad teams, but yeah, there are things that's, you know, just what happened on draft day. Like uh, how are we going to make, how are we going to make Jalen hurts better? Like what does the quarterback need to succeed? First of all, he has to have it. We don't know. That's an unknown. So I'm throwing that out. You have to have proper coaching. I think they have a good enough coaching nucleus just based on like everything they did last year. Eventually, even on the defensive side was, all right, here's the hand we're dealt. We're not going to try to be something we aren't because that's not going to work. We're going to play to our strengths. I I feel like the coaching staff is smart enough 
And again, just staying on the offensive side, the same fucking AJ, AJ Brown. Like you have, you have a good wide receiver core. Like if, and again, this is the big, big, big unknown. If Jalen Hurts has a big improvement in him, if he can get better at reading defenses, making his reads, making his audibles, adjusting, uh, playing in space, playing, uh, you know, extemporaneously when things break down, he has a really, really good receiving core that could be, should be top 10. He has a he has an offensive line in front of him that probably has at least uh, the over under for pro bowlers on the front front five is two and a half. And I'd take the over in that spot. Like you have a top five offensive line. You have a all-star wide receiver that just got added to the team. I like Quez Watkins, uh, Devonte Smith. If he takes a step forward, like the offense has everything, but it really, it really, really, really doesn't work. If Jalen hurts doesn't take the step forward. So if you believe, and if you've seen enough and you've watched his film and you think his mechanics are there and it just, it's just a matter of taking another step forward over the course of the summer, then I don't see how this offense isn't very good because they had an aggressive, well thought out run scheme that worked. If you can use that less and use it where you need to be using it and then really add a a high end passing game behind this offensive line, like how isn't this a very good offense? And often offense matters so much. No, no, no. There's a, there's, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't even got to I the, can, de- you know, I can, haven't even got no, to I, the defense yet with, uh, you know, you have, you kept Slay, you added Bradbury, the Giants lost this year game. I can poke holes in the offensive side of things. Oh, so. no, for sure. Like I'm starting positive. We'll, we'll get to the negative stuff. The, and yeah. then on the defensive side, they drafted and added to the defensive line. They drafted, they probably got a steal, the Kobe Dean, and they signed Bradbury. Like they added, they added pluses at all three levels on the defensive line. Kazir White, they added uh, Hassan Reddick. Like, mm-hmm. it just it seems like, on paper, if the coaching staff is smart and they make things happen like they seemed like they were, they made good in-season adjustments last year, it seems like, basically, if Jalen Hurts is good, this team should have double-digit wins, and if I Jalen agree Hurts with that 100%, is, yeah. and and I mean probably capped out at like 12, 13 wins because if we look, we'll get to the schedule. Some and again we we did this with the the Giants and the Commanders. When teams have an easy schedule, usually everybody in the division has a pretty easy schedule because they play the same cross divisions. They had an easy schedule last year, and they have probably an easier one this oh, year. Oh, stronger. So the, everything is in place. It just, it comes down to the massive unknown, which is the hardest part of it. What we do here is like, if you're betting on the Eagles team to do really, really well, you're betting on Jalen Hurts. And that's what, again, why I talked about it this morning on Brown Bag. I said, you know what? If I were betting the Eagles, if I really believed in the Eagles and there's a chance I'm getting there, I would take them over 10 and a half, over 11 and a half, over 12 and a half wins before I ever touched like the Super Bowl odds. Because again, it is, you know, you said you got the stinky one out of the way. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's still a young quarterback going up against, you know, a, a spot where it's going to be really, really tough to actually slide all the way up to the one seed. 
So you're likely having to win several games, maybe several road games with a still a young quarterback with only one playoff game under his belt. And again, even sometimes teams that are clearly the best team in the playoffs lose. It's a crapshoot sometimes in the playoffs because it's single elimination. So if I if I do believe in in Jalen Hurts and everything they've added, like I'm really keen on these alt over win totals. Like the hey, the Eagles might win 13 games and I'm gonna get paid because I'm gonna ladder my ass all the way up from nine and a half through thirteen. But uh yeah, on the on the other side of the coin, I mean poke some holes then. Like poke holes. We got to uh, let's let's revisit what do we? I mean, I I I still have made my mind up, frankly, about about this team. Uh, I just know that the market is awfully hot on them, and that has me skeptical. Um, but maybe the schedule works out where they're just not playing enough elite teams that you have to worry about it until the playoffs. In which case, your entire dad tribe right there is, you know, clip it, save it for the you know best of <laughs> you know at the end of the season uh where it's like oh yeah they won 14 games but they lost badly in round one of the playoffs uh like that's entirely oh they, they wouldn't play in round one of the playoffs they win 14 games but we'll put that aside for a second yeah um, i i said it's hard to get the one seat yeah. the one seat yeah. is not off the no, table. no 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 like, that's that's in the realm of possibilities we, we disagree on this the one seat is gettable for anyone who wants it in the nfc the one seat in the afc is going to take some luck the one seed in the NFC, if someone can distinguish themselves, it is that is yours for the taking. Um, I think the poking the holes, are, it starts with Hertz and it starts with the, you know, you brought up a lot of, I think, kind of in a vacuum, he could improve on X, Y, and Z. His reading the defense, his adjustments, blah, blah, blah. Like all stuff that should come naturally to a quarterback who is gaining experience at a starter level in the NFL, right? He's cerebrally, he has all of the tools and, and oh, by the way, he has sort of the cheat code for young quarterbacks in terms of his mobility to where, you know, he can, he can and should improve on all that stuff. Although most of the improvement we see comes between year one and year two for these guys. And he is now, you know, he was the beneficiary of that last year, taking a team that was expected to finish fourth and making the playoffs. How much more room is there uh, to take another step forward for him is a very, very real question because, uh, you know, I, I don't look at this team last year where and kind of look at some of their limitations, some of their shortcomings and tell you that it was entirely because of who he had to throw to, which is what it would have to be for the addition of AJ Brown to all of a sudden completely change the complex, you know, the, the, um, compose the ceiling of the offense of this team. Right. Uh, AJ Brown is a player. I have enormous regard for. I thought that was a draft day heist, uh, getting him from Tennessee and, uh, and boy, oh boy, the parallels between Philly and Miami are a little spooky, huh? You got uh, a lot of a lot of the same kind of orbits. All this firepower, all, and you'll see if you have a trigger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You push your chips in the table. Uh, you had a lot of draft capital the last couple of years, um, and you know if you know like the presumably this is the year you find out one way or another if Hertz is your guy. The thing about Philly is that they still have a lot of draft capital in pocket for future years. So it's they've set themselves up, I think, fairly well, where if it's not going well, if they decide Hertz didn't make enough of a leap between year two and year three, if the you know, if they're getting enough kind of external pressure, they may uh, be able to make a deal and kind of, you know, try to upgrade the 
quarterback position in the draft next year. It's not impossible. Um, or, but or trade for yeah, someone. Or trade for someone. I, I think ultimately, um, Hurts to me is he's a good barometer quarterback. He's going to beat the quarterbacks. On, you know, he's going to beat the bad teams, and he's going to have a tough time against the elite. Because I just I don't know that he's like is Hurts ever the leader of an offense that is capable of scoring thirty points against a good team if it's a if it's that one that kind of a game. Yeah, I can't answer that. And really, like I did dig into this a little. I said what limited him last year, and it really I do think it just came down to probably inexperience and what limited him last year. That's right because because it wasn't. So, like, yeah, I, I think Devontae Smith probably takes a decent step forward. I thought he was good, but it's not like he missed time. Like, he played all the games. Uh, Rager played all the games. Watkin played all the games. Uh, Dallas Kader missed a couple. But it's not like you had big injuries throughout the, the skill positions. He had his good line. He had, you know, the buy-in from the coaching staff. He played you know, most of the season, it was, it was probably just inexperience. And then again, learning, learning another new system, having another new coordinator, having another new coach coming into this and probably having lowered expectations and you know, easing him in early on in the season. So I think maybe that's why we saw you know, what, what we saw. It wasn't, it wasn't like horrible numbers. Again, it was deer in the headlights, babe in the woods once we get to the playoffs, but that's that's the expectation when we when we oh, get yeah. to the playoffs and you have a, a essentially, let's just call him a rookie quarterback because he played the year before but he didn't play much. I mean, it's like, oh, hey, Mahomes wasn't a rookie mm. that year because he played like two games. Like, you know what? I think he, he had about he as beat. many snaps as Lamar Jackson had before Lamar Jackson came out the next season and won the MVP. I'm curious about that now. I'm trying to remember 2020 for him. I thought he showed you some clear 15 games. Yeah, I thought he showed you some clear flashes in 2020. He only a lot of games. So he only he only had 148 attempts in 2020. So his QB record was one and three. So he played about start, four, he four games. Yeah. Yeah. He played about three X what he did the year before. Yeah, he started four games. He had about a thousand yards, okay. six touchdowns, four interceptions. So big step okay. forward in what he needed to be, what was asked of him. And again, I don't know. I'm not a great evaluator of like, hey, look at his, you know, these I'm breaking down the film and looking at his motion, looking at his mechanics. Like, I don't think it looks bad most of the time. Um, just uh, how does it not get better and easier the second year in the system, adding AJ Brown? And yes, he isn't Lamar, but he still can use his legs. It'll be interesting to see what we do with that. Here's the problem, and this is why I'm struggling with the Eagles in general, is that I'm exactly like you. I cannot put my finger on what it was that was limiting him. And I also don't see anything in the data that tells us what is especially good about him. You know? Like, what is the attribute where he's like, you know what? Like, this guy's in... You know, like a character characterizing him, the characterization of Jalen Hurts is not easy for me. Uh, and that has me a little uncertain. Um, so I think, yeah, number one, pop pop the bubble is Hurts doesn't make as much of a leap between two and three as he did between one and two. And I think that's actually kind of expected. Um, the other key thing that pops the bubble for me, or at least gives me pause about this team is fragility. 
uh, a lot of the you mentioned the you know the Pro Bowl players on the offensive line. No disagreement. This is a clear top five offensive line by my rankings. The problem is these guys are not young, um, and they have been. There's been a you know there has been some meaningful injuries that have really derailed what the system uh, is. Yeah, I feel uh, like two years ago know. was just an absolute dumpster fire on Oof, both lines. So bad. So bad. And then also, I I didn't. Uh, something surprised me, and we you know he said he's not Lamar. Nobody's Lamar. But surprised me how many rushing yards he had last year. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he was a, he was he was nasty. No, I remember him being good. But he led the he led the team. He, oh, wow. he had more than and the, to be fair, like they used like five different running backs, and most of them to some decent success. Even Gainwell had four point three a carry, and being used kind of sparingly. But um, yeah, he had seven eighty four. I would have guessed like five fifty. So, I mean, yeah, continuing to use that in the right way. And I like if if it goes asunder, it is fully on like, oh no, he yeah. hit his ceiling last year and he's not gonna go any farther. Like that's that's what keeps this team from challenging for the division, challenging for the one seed. And you're right, I mean you're right. You know, the, the biggest thing that makes this team a possibility to get the one seed is Tampa Bay's schedule sucks. Oh yeah, Tampa, sure. Tampa sure. Bay has a tough ass schedule. I, I agreed. Um, yeah, so the injury concerns don't just exist for the offensive line. Our guy Stephen Lackman, the uh, the the uh, the man behind the deep dive Discord. If you didn't already know, um, the he brings up the depth is better that for the O line than they get credit for. I can't tell you that. All I can tell you is that you have like all pros, uh, and you know on that starting offensive line, and, and those guys are not young. Uh, and that is somewhat scary. Now, that doesn't mean not to bet on this team. It doesn't mean to bet against this team. Certainly, uh, it's just something to keep aware. You know, you know, to keep in the back of your head as as you're looking for uh, a red team case here. Similarly, AJ Brown, like that guy, is a freaking beast, but doesn't always stay healthy. Um, not all. You know, his availability was an especially big concern. And if we get, you know, a team like Tennessee gives up on a talent like that, I think that's probably one of the reasons why they were willing to deal him. Uh, they were concerned about his availability. So um, Devontae Smith also, relatively small guy. Like you've got wave after wave of potential guys to step in and try to contribute, as you mentioned. Quez Watkins is, you know, high high upside. Miles Sanders running back high upside. Gainwell high upside. Um, but, uh, you know, but all these pieces are fragile. Um, so look at the, it's, uh, yeah. Let's look at the schedule. See how they get their 14 wins now. Because again, we, we had a very should we get fancy with it? Because we're going to have some data scientists on yet this summer. Very bimodal distribution for the Giants. Like it's, I feel oh, like yeah. the, their their win their win totals are clustered around eleven and four, based on again the quarterback play and if it works out. Because we are super unsure if that's actually going to be something that works. So like. There's there's a world where the Giants aren't very good because Dimes just isn't it. And I think there's many worlds where Washington isn't good. And we'll get to Dallas. I think there's plenty of spots where that offense takes a solid step back. I'm almost, if I'm the Eagles, I'm pissed I don't play them earlier. Like I don't know when Gallup is expected, but I'd like to play Dallas as early as possible. So there is there's a lot of soft 
soft, soft, soft middle to this. And yes, Indy, Green Bay, Dallas, um, geez, even like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of teams. I guess Minnesota, we're, we're sort of high on that offense to be pretty good, but there's a ton of games where beatable, beatable, beatable. Like what, what is their, what is their toughest game? Is it at Indy leading into Green Bay? Ah, uh, Dallas, yeah, Dallas, yeah. Dallas on the third straight road game. Like, let's just pencil that yeah, in for a while. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, that's tough. That's the worst one. So, like, they have. But, that, but this is, but this schedule is cake, man. It is super, super cake. This is. Well, I mean, there, there's some stretches. There are some stretches there. We're like, is it really cake, it, Andy? <laughs> is it cake? Should we cut this open? But I mean, coming off a bye and getting um, either Trubisky or a rookie, getting Houston. Uh, and then getting Washington before you have a tough little stretch three in a row and then going back and it's New York and Chicago and then ending up really, really haven't settled on what I think of New Orleans again. But if you need something to put you over the top, like I like, I like it when a team is able to kind of rest some guys in that last week, but also the uncertainty, we have no idea where this team will be. We have no idea where the rest of the teams will be. I love it. If I'm backing a team, if they have a game at the end of the year at home against one of the worser teams on their schedule, but like if you need that, if they need to put the hammer down to get the one seed to get the division, whatever it is, like that's, that's always a beaut. It's nothing worse than seeing, Oh, we have a road game against the team that won their division last year. Like that sucks. So yeah. ending the game at home versus the giants ending the season, rather like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how this you know team what underperforms is, outside of injuries. You know what else is really, really, really freaking solid? I think Philly is the only team in the NFL that basically gets two buys. Do you see what I'm seeing in the middle there? They get a buy, frankly. They flat oh, the Thursday buy. to Monday. Then they get a Thursday. Yeah, to there's Monday, eleven days in between those two games. Eleven days between those two games. Yeah. And yeah. The Thursday night game, you get to go up They're against bad teams. Lovey Smith in Houston, you know, making his you know Thursday night football. You got a rookie uh, head coach on. <laughs> you got a rookie head coach on Thursday, and then you get eleven days to prep for a dumpster fire. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Pretty you nice. Get a couple, couple nice. buys within four weeks. Yeah. That is couple very buys. nice. Sounds 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 pretty good. Um, the other fun things I notice here. I mean, you know, when when the third. Uh, toughest game by spread on your entire schedule is at Arizona. You got a cake schedule. <laughs> you, you got a cake schedule. Um, they you are know dogs, they're doing their homework on you. They're dogs outside of a field goal once, uh, which I don't which, even think it says more about the quality of their opponents than it says about the, um, the you know, market rating bigger. on this team. Probably. Yeah. Um, like that, that is the, a really shitty travel spot. That's a really, that's but again, a really again, looking yeah. looking um, at their travel spot, they have that Arizona spot. Is that it for for going West anywhere west? Like yeah. Dal- Dallas, Dallas isn't close. I get it. Chicago's that's not the longest. The longest da- trip Dallas is, is at Arizona. Dallas isn't yeah. terrible. Is, Dallas is your second longest trip out. You go to Dallas and Houston. So you, you go to Texas twice, Arizona once, and then essentially yeah. it's like you take a, pretty, a puddle hopper to the Midwest. And you times. get extra rest all in the middle of that schedule. That's pretty damn nice. It is a nice. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to throw cold nice. water on here. 
again, if, if you again in the in the YouTube chat, on the Twitter, in the live chat, comments on the YouTube, if you have something that you've like, hey, or you're a film guy, or you have just watched every snap of Jalen Hurts, if you have some cold water you'd love to throw in him, I would love to hear it. I'd love to discuss that. Like, bring it to me. I would. I'd love to see that because I just don't have a lot to. To, to dispel rumors that this team may win 14 games. Two really fun ones on the schedule. Doug Peterson coming to the, uh, to the link. Oh yeah. Chat's all about the week the, four. The, Doug Peterson uh, coming to the link. That's fun. Uh, and then of course, Monday night Wentz. football. Wentz returns. If he's even still the starter. I was going to say what <laughs> put odds on. Is it like uh, uh, Wentz? Wentz is getting harassed because he's uh, Wentz he's being unavailable. Wentz being unavailable for injury or performance is probably about thirty three percent. If he 35. if he has been benched at that point, like if you're him, you just make a case for like, ah, you know, my aunt's dog is sick. I gotta <laughs> head back to North Dakota for the. Again, I'm just not going to be able to make it to Raljan. It's, it's rough. It's I, I'm sorry. It's a French bulldog. We love him to death. His name's Snooty. Like I gotta go. I gotta go up to Fargo because I would not want to go up there. Like that. That just seems like a bad, a bad deal. For uh, him. Those yeah. Are rough, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, one still has a back question mark. By the way, that we didn't even bring up last time. That I'm still very, you know. Eyes open. If Wentz is ever dealing with the back on the uh, practice report, circle that in red Sharpie. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So what? Well, I mean, we didn't even. So we, we basically we didn't find any games where you got a, a a pretty solid fate on this team, right? Like if if Only they become game, overrated, really. if they become overrated in the market, and that Dallas game is like Dallas minus two. And they they've just come off beating the shit out of Chicago or something. But actually, can you go, Dan? Can you go back to the schedule? Clear fall down spot. What's the what's who's the best quarterback on this? Who's is there any top ten quarterback? Oh, Rodgers. Yeah, they play Rodgers. Matt Matt Ryan has a chance to sneak into the top ten just based on the players around him. If he doesn't um, do some of the things he did last year, if it was truly his, you know the pieces around him that made him look that way. Matt Ryan's top 12. So Dude, this yeah, is, Kirk Cousins I, this is, is kind of in the uh, spot too. Murray has a chance. If this is cool. a certain place you, there. You dodge everyone. Everyone who's good. You dodged them. Except for Rogers. Yeah. Let's find a 17 and 0 prop. Holy shit, man. <laughs> Kirk. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm starting to get, I'm starting, I'm starting to buy in here, I guess. Although at the same time, like they're favored by more than a field goal bunch. (laughs) Are you going to be laying points with this team often? Again, maybe early, but once they become market darlings, even more like it's probably going to be expensive to back this team. I'll be backing them in other ways. If the offense is working and they play somebody who I think it's a good matchup, maybe team total overs, but once a team becomes expensive, you know you you don't back a team just because they're good. You back a team because the market doesn't know how good they are. It, it's it's tough. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Dan. Uh, I yeah I, I yeah I'm I'm kind of blown away. 
I didn't really process how soft that schedule was until we saw it. Um, I, I looked the at whole it earlier. NFC, the, whole, the whole NFC East, really, man. Like, they just well, I thought I pulled a U. Quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I thought I pulled a U because I read <laughs> and I looked at like, oh, they had a soft schedule last wow. year. And I'm like, am I looking at it? Like, oh, no, this is this year's schedule. They have a soft well, schedule the, again. Yeah. They had a fourth place schedule, which made it softer than everyone else in the NFC East, but it was still a lot tougher than this year. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, wow. All right. The odds to win the Super Bowl. Wow. 30-ish. Pass. Yeah. I, I, again. 30. God damn it. If they're the one seed, though, fuck. 30 to 1 is going to be good in the pocket if they're the one seed. Shit. I may shop around at a place that has like cash out options. What's Hertz MVP price? That's got see, and that's the thing too. They've been darlings already in the offseason. So Sirianni, they already got all this has gotten a, a lot. A lot of that has gotten bent down. Yeah. So to to win the NFC, like if I could find a um, let's see, I found a fifteen at a place that has cash out ah, options. That's not a big enough number. It's it's still not huge. Like at eighteen would be great. Um, sounds like some people got some hurts at fifty five to oh, one Femi. for Lipscomb. Femi, Femi got fifty one for job, Super Bowl. Man. Yeah, I was gonna say they they got bet early in offense. So hurts fifty five. Yeah, it's tough to be betting it now. To win the NFC East, I don't hate. It's basically a saying you believe in this team and um, it's going to matter that Dallas lost three quarters of their receiving core and we'll only be getting a little bit of that back eventually once we come off a major injury. So it's not big enough. It's not big enough, but if I had to make a bet out of the three, that would be the one. No, no, Um, no. You You already said it. Your your win total over ladder makes that that makes the most sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going from the top down. Like eventually, like yeah, the bet I will make is probably oh, okay. some. I, I'm not going to go as you know full bet like I did with the Bears. So I do just love that one, but I will be looking at a ladder of uh, win total. Uh, what do you want to call them? Alt win totals, like a little. So you go three quarters of a unit on like uh, over nine and a half and then a half on you, tr- you try to, you know, let's say you had 200 bucks, you do like 75 on the regular one, 50 on the next one, 50 on the one after that, and maybe lighter on the next one. So I'll, I'll see how much money I want to split up on the Eagles, but I, it's going to be a, you know, smaller amounts on the bigger odds, I think. And we'll, we'll see where we can get it. It's just like we used to do it five dimes with those alt, uh, alt overs. Those are fun. Yeah, I can't do twenty-five to one on Hertz MVP. That's too low. Uh, not quite enough ways. Not quite enough equity to capture there. I found a thirty-five. Even that is. That's a bit, I only have, I only have one book open right now, so I will be shopping some Eagles stuff. I'll let I you guess, guys know what I, what I end up betting. Is there enough of a statistical improvement upside for Hertz? To where even if they do get the one seed, he is going to be. Is there going to be a plausible case? We'll get to this with another MVP bet I made in a couple of weeks. But is there a plausible case that his statistical upside, you know, his statistics could improve to where he has MVP numbers from year two to year three? Yeah, I mean, if it just turned out he needed one more piece of the receiving core and a little more time with this offensive scheme. 
like a lot of times MVP awards aren't truly given off of counting stats. Sometimes it's, hey, his counting stats are top 10. If his touchdown to interception ratio, if his, if his touchdown to interception ratio is elite and they're the one seed, he's people are making plausible cases for him. Yeah, he, he's he's in that like if it were a Heisman, he's on the stage in that case. Like he doesn't need to be top five in every counting stat category if the God, team wins 13, it's 14. Too games. Much, I think it's too much of a leap. Because you, you have the Rogers fatigue, Brady's won it probably too many times that'll be more of a balanced team uh, it feels like they really want to give it to josh allen like and there's oh, not sure. much they, they don't play the bills there's nothing well josh uh, allen doesn't have to make an improvement which is why that's part of a nice case jalen hurts jalen hurts can do everything he wants and if josh allen throws 43 touchdowns 12 interceptions and they get the one seed like he's just gonna get some extra hardware that year so uh, yeah, I don't think Hertz is going to get it. I don't think he's in contention. He's on yeah, my. He's he, on the out. He's on the outs for me. Contention. I definitely think I, he'll be in the conversation. It's tough, God, it's I, tough. I th- people will talk about it, and it won't be a case of like people talking out of their ass about it. It'll be it'll be merited if he can take this offense to the next step. Uh, well, I'm already said I'm not going to bet it, so we're going to make a case against it every time it comes up. <laughs> I feel like it, it's like our our. Uh, <laughs> Bengals from last year. Maybe we have to bet it now. Just yeah, have right, something right, to right. when we run with our tails between our legs, we have some money at least. Something. So I mean, a Actually, plan you know of betting, what? plan of betting attack. Like I said, I'm betting some alt overs in this team. I believe, like if they're going to really overperform, I want to get a four to one because they won 13 games. Okay. You know like what to I'm going to do? I'm going to do this out of spite. Okay. I missed the best of the prices. Don't, don't out of spite. Like out of spite, I'm going to root in my heart that the Lions beat them week one. And the Lions train get the, the restore the roar train get gets off prices, to a nice then. start. And then I can get better prices. I can get the I can be like boom value. Why bet the Eagles? <laughs> Why bet the Eagles now? <laughs> when you can just wait until after they lose to the Lions, Andy. <laughs> just wait till they're down seven nothing. Boom value. Just wait there. Yeah, just that's, wait until they're down. I mean, there's there's a chance own... this happened. Week okay. week one is always a weird week. We will be just in. wait until they're on one. I'll be I'll be in beautiful Las Vegas again. I, I this team is going to be wearing the weight of expectations, Andy. That's never a good way to heavy, start your season. Heavy is the head <laughs> that wears the cheesesteak crown because <laughs> the, the Phillies aren't getting any love. The Flyers aren't any good. Yeah, yeah, like this yeah. is this is the team. Yeah, I guess. Noah, okay, so plan a betting attack. Andy's gonna ladder him. I'm going to be patient and wait for boom value. And uh, and I think uh, uh, I think ultimately we are expecting good things from this team in the regular season, but cautious about their potential for the regular to the off season, especially because if like if you haven't even really been tested, if you haven't really t- played any, you know. If you haven't gone up against uh, any real, you know, serious threats in the AFC, in the NFC, then you know that Super Bowl run could be tough, even if it goes through Philly. Um, although, boy, oh boy, this Philly is that a nice place to play your fucking home playoff games? That's a nice place to play your home playoff games. Link. So again, uh, if you have anything oh, we th- you think we missed, leave it in the comments on under the YouTube video. Leave it on our Twitter, and we're gonna we're gonna take a step away. We're gonna take a mm. step away. 
and come back in just a moment and do a couple. I may be late to the party. Maybe late to the party with the Eagles, but I'm prepared to uh, to put on my uh, my dog mask. In, in You're January the guy in the year. corner meme. They don't know I'm cheering against them in week one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the Eagles party, but I'm cheering against yeah, them. You're at the one. Eagles party. They yeah. don't know I bet the Lions this week. They don't know I bet the Lions this week. Yeah. So, uh, all right, four and a half points spread, by the way. You think four and a half points is right? The Lions still haven't proven. Like as much bluster as we have, they still haven't proven anything. So that number is correct. Okay. All right.